we got this motherfucker. Um, and then, <laughs> and then uh, have you ever seen the, like, I don't want to insult anybody, but the cat that I think has pants on and he's looking over snow. He's like, what are they doing over there? Mm-mm. Really? Okay. Maybe Mm-mm. I'll try to find that as we're, we're moving along here and I'll send that to you. Because if anybody knows that meme, that'll be the second story today on the podcast. Um, so... I don't have a trash can. I just use trash bags, like small, like from, from Kroger, because there, there's really no place for me to put a trash can. I could put it in some cabinets, but Andre would go in there, and I could block him from that, I suppose, and maybe that's the, the best thing to do, but that's that's where I put their food. Sure. So, all right, I, there, there are places, but I, I can't get a trash can and, like, leave it out anywhere. It would take up a little bit more space, and even if I got a really sturdy one, with like a top that mm-hmm. only a human can. Andre would find Andre would just knock it over. So he is ravenous. He is always <laughs> trying to eat something. Um, and I know. So I, he was scaling the couch, walking across the break front, which is like a barrier, an open barrier into the kitchen. And I know that he was what because he was destroying things on the counter. Yeah. Um, and it's my it's on me because I left stuff there. I left a bag dangling from the top of the refrigerator he got to that the other day this motherfucker i found the wooden spoon i use or the wooden spatula i have in the living room because it probably wasn't clean enough and he tried to eat what was the the remnants on there like yep he's losing his mind um that that happens to art pete does that every now and then he's doing this like a like he would be a cat like he's kitty just mm-hmm. climbing up on everything. And then last night, I go to... I don't use my, my stovetop as much because I've been making uh, like four pounds of chicken on a Sunday and I just eat that for the week. Last night, I go to turn the stove on and the stove is already on. He, while he was up there, while I was at work, must have turned the stove on. Now... If he's on there when it's hot, he'll learn his lesson real fast. Maybe I should leave the stove on so he he really learns the hard way. Uh. And it, it's electric, but I don't. It's a, I'm not worried about the place burning down. But th- this is not good. So <laughs> today, I go upstairs to take a shower, and I'm not I'm not taking a shower and getting ready for more than 15 minutes. Diddy likes to go into the Transformers room and sit in there. Andre eventually usually makes his way up. I, he was not in there when I left the shower. I go downstairs. I figure Andre's on the couch. Andre is not on the couch. I look into the kitchen. There's a dog on the stove. <gasps> and I've never seen an animal turn. I've never seen an animal turn the pale white color that he turned oh. when he got caught. <gasps> That's... Okay, so aside from Andre and his antics, that's my absolute favorite thing to do is to catch my animals misbehaving because I I find it to be hilarious. But how the hell? Like, he is just, he's like Houdini. Like, he's just, I mean, really? What what is, I I don't think that there's anything going on with him. It's it's really funny, to be honest. I swear (laughs) to God, I feed my dog. Um, He... If if he wasn't as pale as I described, 
She was certainly as frozen and statuesque as I described. Like, I looked him, like, our eyes locked like two lovers in the moonlight. And he froze. Like, he knew he was in an enormous amount of trouble. And I started yelling at him. Like, you're not supposed to yell at a dog after they've done something. Um, But if you catch them in the... They they don't they, I guess they have short memories like if you yell at a dog for shitting in the house like they it's already happened so they don't know what's going on but if you catch them in the act it's a little different and I told him how very bad he was I didn't I didn't scream I was just more stern like he knew he was in trouble so I was like get down get down off the counter and he didn't jump down off the counter. This motherfucker walked back the way he came, which is behind the sink, and then over the brake front and back down the sofa. That's good, because he, he like, I would not have wanted him to jump off the counter because he could have hurt himself. But, um, and he knows it, so that's probably why he didn't do it, because he was too high up. <laughs> like, but, good lord. <laughs> I actually, I am enjoying this. I want an Andre update once a week, because I just know that that's what, it's going to continue to come. That's how Pete is, though. Like, I will find things in the living room that di- that weren't supposed to be there. Pete has now chewed another one of Thomas's headphones, like expensive ones. Um, so, I, like, it was early in the morning, and I heard him gnawing on stuff. And maybe, like, as, like, mom, I am a lot more attentive than Thomas is. Where, like, if it's morning, I know that I've put all of their bones away for the night. Because we don't leave their bones out to chew on when we're sleeping. And he's gnawing on something and it doesn't sound like his nail. And I look up and he's got like $200 headphones in his mouth, Mm. cracking them to pieces. So um, that happened just the other day to be expected. And to be honest, it was probably Kitty who got to them on the counter, knocked them on the counter. And then Pete, um, you know, took the assist and dunked it. (laughs) Tag tag team mischief. The tag team mischief. I enjoy Andre Chronicles. I want to hear about them weekly. I miss him. He's my little buddy. He's probably everybody's little buddy, though, too. So it's not just me. He's not Andre's my little buddy right now. No, he's not. <laughs> so I I don't know what to do. Like, I immediately uh, jumped to, I'm going to put him in a crate. And I can't do that because he's eight years old and he will just bark the whole the whole time. I I don't know what I can put up there. So... I you, put up. I do. Well, well, hold on. I put. I do have a solution. I think I put pillows okay. up there. Now mm. that actually might help him scale that spot. But at least, I mean, I already know that he's doing it. Um, mm-hmm. My friend, my friend Ashley, my my virtual friend, she gave me the real, the only real solution, which will be a headache, but it has to be done. But what's your suggestion? You need to put a baby gate up there. So you need to get, and I know that it's not attractive, but you need to get one of those baby, they do make baby gates that will that are like tension rods almost, that will stretch the, the length of that window, that picture, win, that like window that you have from your kitchen to your living room, because that's how he's getting there. So you need to put a baby gate up there that will, that will be secured in place so he can't move it or knock it down and he can't get over it. And I know that that's super ugly, but you will still be able to be at there, right there at the sink, and you can talk to whomever's in the living room or see what's going on in the living room. 
But I, I think your solution is going to have to be a baby gate. Maybe some plexiglass. That's, like. what, that's what Ashley said. She's like, she, yeah. was, she was in awe. Like, she's got her dogs and she's had so many dog things. So, But she was actually like kind of shocked and, and in awe. And she said, you need to do COVID stuff. Like, you should put up like, like plexiglass or something. Yeah. She actually yeah. gave me a better idea, which is less of an eyesore. And I'm surprised. I mean, I feel like an idiot for not thinking about this sooner. I just got to move, at least when I'm not home, I got to move the couch away from, uh, I got to move his ladder away from the break front so he can't climb over there. You know, if I were you, I would have, and this is this is just me, I don't consider it an eyesore, but if you, say you get like um, plexiglass that you can use like uh, dry erase markers on and whatever your notes are like I have to have stuff in front of me so like I write on my mirror with lipstick all the time in my bathroom because I will there's important things that sometimes I forget if I'm really tired in the morning so I'll write on my mirror um, where like if I if that was my problem I would put up some sort of clear plexiglass and and multi-purpose it so I would have notes on it you know what I mean or like tape things to it that I need to remember because it's right there where I'm going to see it at the sink where I would make my coffee or something so making it multi-purpose um but yeah you've got to you've got to put a baby gate or some plexiglass up there or something because I I I don't think you have to move your couch but that he's going to go up there every time well I'll just move the couch when I'm not home well even then though that's just I don't know I guess I guess I've done that before. Like I'll move the bar bar stools if I don't want Kitty getting up on the counter. You know, I usually don't want him getting up on the counter. But if I really don't want him getting up, I never like to admit that either because people are like, ew. But um, if I really don't want him getting up on the counter for something, then I will do that. I have to figure it out because one of two things is going to happen if this continues. He's going to kill himself from something he shouldn't have eaten or I'm going to kill him. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's let's move on. Are you? Can I send you uh, a text right now, or will it kick you off? No, you can. Thomas just texted me, and I All saw right. it. So this is the meme I was referring to, and this is the uh, what the fuck they doing over there meme. <laughs> mm. Oh yeah. Oh okay. I've seen that. So fuck they doing in Perrysburg Heights? What's going on? <laughs> I didn't even know there was a Perrysburg Heights. I know that. I think the area that they're referring to, like I don't, I don't know. I I think it's the area when you're turning into Levis Commons from like the highway. So you're turning right into Levis Commons. Perrysburg Heights is across the street from that. So instead of turning right to go to Levis, you're turning left. Right? Am I right? Yeah. I. Uh, I so there was a story. This this is apparently like a, I'm surprised that everybody. No, 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 it was, uh, so the Blade did a big story, and the story on WTOL, Emma did that story. So, I said, is this the place across from Levis? And she said, yes. If I'm not mistaken, those are also, like, trailer parks or mobile homes. In fact, there was a murder there about five or six years ago. Um... There was, there is also, I believe, a by-the-hour hotel over there that has nice jacuzzis that right. charge you up the wazoo to have a romantic place to have sex. So, I get why you're, <laughs> I get why you're labeled, and I, I get why Perrysburg wants to do the opposite of annexing it. And I guess Perrysburg Heights. Somebody in one of the stories I read, like it's not even in the city. So why is Perrysburg trying to do this? And somebody in the Blade article said we're not threatening eminent domain. It's just the discussion of how to expand 
beyond what's already there at Levis. And this is obviously, this, this would be displacing these people. Um, but this is kind of your neck of the woods. And I just figured um, I'd throw it out for discussion. It is, it is, yeah, it's certainly my neck of the woods. I mean, we, we frequent the same grocery stores and, you know, places like that. So I know I've, I've never met anybody that lives over there, but I'm sure I come across them all the time. I mean, it's, is it gentrification? Like it, can you, is, is that what we want to call it? Where they're being displaced for more upscale, expensive, higher property valued homes. Like that's great that the city is wanting to, and by the way, the, the rendering of the neighborhood and that style of house is very cute it might be more suited for downtown perrysburg or for like if i imagine the mommy river if we started to build residential homes along the river it might be more suited for something like that like i'm thinking the east side like right by the docks where the neighborhoods are but um it's it's still cute like i'm not against it i i understand like maybe what their frustrations are but you have to like your neighborhood you would want your neighborhood to be developed some you know like i don't i don't know i'm i'm indifferent about it is would this be the is this along the lines of gentrification because they're less lower income like people living there that are getting displaced for more trendy things when i think of gentrification um i think of the focus on being just modernizing a place and I don't think, at least I don't get the idea that most places that want to gentrify are more, most places that want to gentrify, it's just truly development. And it's, yeah. and it's unfortunate that they displace people. And, and we're smarter about this now. There's actually a quote in, in the Blade story from Paul Blazis, the board president of the Perrysburg Heights Community Association. He says, uh, it's a recipe for gentrification. I'm gonna so go. It, I, well, I'm gonna go another. Go I'm gonna go another direction here, and that's why I said. <laughs> what I, that's what I said about you know your your more co- your common thought about gentrification. From what we know about Perrysburg mm-hmm. and their typical resident, I think they're like we want to get these people out of Perrysburg, and oh yeah, by the way, we can develop once they're out. Yeah, I mean, but that, that, which is unfortunate, like if you're trying to push people out of the neighborhood so that your neighborhood is more consistent with what people think of Perrysburg, because that's, winner, 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 winner. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I try really hard. I work at it. Um, But like, that's, that's basically what's happening. Gentrification, I did look it up quickly online and it's usually in, which I assumed it's more, and that's why I didn't know if you could call it gentrification, because we're not referring to an urban neighborhood like you know this is this is actually a lot more like rural yes um than anything else considering like across the highway is like country um like fields but people don't even realize that there's low-income neighborhoods in perrysburg um and that it that is one of those spaces where you find that and so i think yeah, it's it is unfortunate. It's an it's it's unfortunate. There's I would make the assumption that there's certain kind of people that live in those neighborhoods that might not be victims of things like that as often as other populations are. But just the same, it doesn't matter. You know what you look like. It, it matter. It, well, I guess it does. But you know what I mean. If you're not fitting the mold of what they're looking for at some point, that it's bound to happen, especially with all of the businesses coming to our area and all of the um, like Peloton is now coming and Amazon's in the Perrysburg 
area. It's in Rossford technically, but you know what I mean? And more develop, more homes are being developed. Like they're developing nicer style condos just across the highway, you know, while pushing out other people <laughs> in other parts of the city. It's very fascinating. <laughs> What you looked at gentrification, does gentrification is the actual definition? Does it mean like usually in an urban area? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. They were, I mean, it's not saying it's only specific to an urban area, but urban is referenced in the definition of gentrification, but everything else fits the mold of what's happening here. So everything else is just pushing individuals out for the sake of redevelopment, um, higher quality homes, and you know what I mean? It's, I, yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head. These people don't look like how Perrysburg wants to be viewed. Mm-hmm. So let's get rid of them. And oh, yeah, by the way, we'll get to develop things too. And it's terribly unfortunate. It is. And I've lived in Perrysburg now eight years. Like the entire time I've been in this area from Cleveland, I have been in Perrysburg. And it has never just been one type of people that live in the city of Perrysburg. I know that that's the public assumption for people who don't live there. But for someone who does live there and frequents the grocery stores and Target and Kohl's and the the places in that area, like it doesn't it, it never was just like well off people if that makes any sense like it never was just your boat shoe wearing um boat on sundays up the mommy river kind of person it it has always been a mixture of socioeconomic levels um oh. now it hasn't it hasn't always been a mixture of races cuz i tend to be the only one still but you know in some of the areas not in the city in general but just when i find myself at some of the stores but it's always been a combination of at least at the very least socioeconomic levels all the people you just all the places that you just just described and the people that are shopping on them i think you were referring to route 20 i think if there's mm-hmm. any Correct. any diversity of any kind financially or, or ethnicity it's because people are coming from woodville you think i don't think so i mean yes people do come from woodville but truly i, I don't think so i think that there's spaces um like down some of the country roads, like the the township roads, like Lime City, and um, there's a there's a, also a particular subdivision, like at the intersection of Oregon and 795, and like beyond. There's like a home development and there's apartments where those are also more low income, like Ayers Road. So if if anybody's in our in my area, then you understand what I'm talking about. So like the cross of Ayers Road and 795 and Oregon, like the homes in that area, people, they don't reflect folks who live over off of Fort Mags, who live over off of Roachton. It, that's not what that's, you know what I mean? It, they're more aligned with the people that are in the Perrysburg Heights. Um, I, and they've always been, you know, in, in our shopping places. And I think that if you took your Sorry to stereotype. Maybe I'm, I'm stereotyping back here. If you took your stereotypical or maybe even prototypical um, Perrysburg resident that we envision when we think about Perrysburg, they would want all those people mm-hmm. out of Perrysburg. Yeah. <laughs> they, oh, yeah. <laughs> they would want where you oh, yeah. live to be called something else. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. But, it, you know, and it just, I don't know. It's all, all that. Maybe the only reason that they, that, that, that Perrysburg keeps where you live in the areas you just mentioned as part of Perrysburg as to keep taxes lower or to like create the curve. So not everything is that expensive. Yeah, Yeah, I guess so. But then like when you think about it, but even then like Levis Commons reflected the folks that lived off of Roachton, but they never got any business. You know what I mean? Like what, what stores do they have there? Like white house black market and, 
and I don't even know the name. I can't even tell you the name of the furniture places because they're just that far out of my price range. I don't even acknowledge it anymore. Like all the regular stores like New York and Company closing. You know what I mean? Like gone. So I don't know. Interesting stuff. Um, the Let me get this story right. Lawrence Brooks. He is America's oldest living World War II vet. He celebrated his 112th birthday. He was part of the Black Army Battalion. Had a drive-by celebration at his New Orleans home. Um, these stories, like I, I think we all kind of chuckle or raise an eyebrow or disagree with or agree with or find some kind of hope in that, you know, oh, Old uh, old Harriet, who just had her 118th birthday, has stayed alive because of cigars and whiskey, or because uh, Herm walks one mile every day before his first sip of coffee. Not Herm. Herm, or or, or or Ruth, who has been mixing whiskey in her coffee for the last 34 years, and that's powered her to live to about 105. I mean, Carried her baby on red red wine every day for red, nine yes, months. Yes. Healthy. <laughs> I find those stories funny. And you know what? It's none of those things. It's just good fucking DNA or just really good luck. As yeah. opposed to so but this one I can get behind. So Lawrence here, according to WDSU, he waved to the small crowd that gathered during his special day. He told the news station that he advises others to serve God, and be nice to people. Oh, what a sweetheart. I mean, sure. If there's one thing I can get behind and believe that has powered him to old, old age, it's it's being nice to people. Kindness, yeah, yeah. I mean, we would, one would hope. Like, I feel, you feel, you know, when you try to lead with kindness, it does obviously you don't you shouldn't do everything for the return so you shouldn't be nice to someone just so you can benefit from your niceness later on from some karma or you know something or or god shining down on you but at the same time like you know being an example has its benefits i guess of being kind but what a little sweetie pie how old is he again 112 oh shut up really there's uh there's an old quote and i forget who it's who it's by or whatever but the ethos of it is um, kindness and generosity is doing something for someone who can't do anything for you and not expecting anything in return. So, um, I Sorry, like Jay's getting her charger. Oh, did you tell her that I said happy birthday to Nate? I did, yeah. <laughs> I may or may not have said on the radio. Um, he's very popular. He goes to the Panera in Perrysburg all the time. He's, he's irritatingly there. He's going to bring Hyperloop to the area. Happy birthday to Nate Welke. Happy birthday, Nate. What a wonderful human being he is. we got to get him on the podcast. you got to be nicer to him so he'll get on the whoa, podcast whoa, with whoa, us. Whoa, 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 You can ask Jade. He has had half a dozen invites and crickets. Yeah, but what if you're going to make fun of him on it? Maybe he I'm doesn't want to be made fun, fun of. I'm not going to make fun of him on it. <laughs> Happy um, birthday, Nate. I hope you have a good day. Let's uh, let's stay in Perrysburg. Got it. Uh, or like, well, where you live? Well, would that be? That's East Perrysburg, right? Perrysburg Township. Yep. Um. Also, multiple stories about the havoc and chaos 
the FedEx facility from people not getting their packages or being able to get answers about it. So I saw somebody gave you a little bit of an explanation, but I didn't have enough energy to read it. So please tell me what is going on. I, I guess because I'm trying to make an effort to stop buying stuff um, that I just I haven't paid attention to it. Uh, and I don't think I really get much from FedEx. But is it is, so there's just delays then? Yeah, because so many people are buying online and I, too, have not experienced anything like this, um, but it was bound to happen. As you know, there's employee shortages, but also an overwhelming amount. And they got a quote from, I think somebody runs that facility saying like, we're sincerely sorry. And I think if I got the idea of this right, or the upshot was more people are concerned, more, more people are upset they can't get answers rather than the fact that their packages are delayed or they don't know where it is or it went up to Michigan or whatever it might be. But I know a lot of people are experiencing this and they're, they're very frustrated with it. Do we remember what happened, like why there was a USPS, uh, like a postal service delay? Was it because they were understaffed or was it, was it because of the, was it some Trump style things that, you know what I mean? Like, cause there was an issue with the mail, the post office during the holidays, like from October to like just January. Yeah. The new like postmaster who didn't have any postmaster experience, but was a business guy where they was trying to, he's trying to save money. And, um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, there, were, there was issues with that because I think he was cutting hours or something like that. Do you need to get that? No. Okay. Um, so it's it's unfortunate. I want to throw something at you connected to this. Again, it's a lot of staffing shortages. The Panera, yeah. As someone who, someone who also has had to deal with uh, having a hard time finding staff, so I went to my Panera yeah. today and uh, they were overwhelmed. They were down two people. Yeah. In fact, they called my friend Marissa to come in and she threw out an offer and they declined. So, but like the drive-through was backed up, the the line in the cafe was backed up. I'm glad I was able to, you know, get my coffee and do what I needed to, but it was they were down two people today and oh, being geez. down two people is, is a big big deal. So, I, I have yeah. a, I have an idea. Now, what's your idea? This is not like pay people not to shoot people, but I want to run this by you. Maybe there's some something out Something like this already out there. Okay. So do your, and this is for like service industry, restaurant, retail, the places that are really struggling with, and I guess everybody's struggling with employee shortages right now. But for mm-hmm. pla- places that can do it, um, make your schedule for the week or two weeks and add an additional staffed spot that is a person that is on call. Mm. And that person is paid while they're on call and if they are called in they have the opportunity to make at least time and a half mm-hmm. um but and i know staffing is short as it is but add that to who is already supposed to work so that you know when stuff hits the fan you can call on this person and they have they're they already know their they, they're on call, they're getting paid, and then if they have to come in, they're going to make extra money, so it's worth it for them. So we actually, um, you know that that's my staffing model here, where I have um, staff 
with schedules each day, but then I also have like four or five people who are only employed with us as on an as needed basis. So the expectation is when I call you, you will come in um, just so that we can make sure that we make up for those shortages. Now we're having a shortage and our on-call, like shortage in on-call and shortage in scheduled staff, but you know, that's okay. But yeah, that it's a, that's a smart move or just when you're hiring people, hire them with the expectation of you're going to work X amount of hours a week, or you're going to be working here on Tuesdays and Thursdays. But if I need you on a Saturday, I'll, you know, please, you know, be available. So those kinds of things, like you just have to get more flexible with how you're hiring people and just say, you know, if the time comes where we are short staffed, are you willing to take on extra hours? Are you flexible to work extra days? Those kinds, I think people are learning from this and, and it's really making a difference with how they hire and what their staffing models look like. So I figured most places were already doing something like this, like you are, mm-hmm. but would it be more impactful and helpful to say, you're on call and I'm also going to pay you while you're on call. That would, yeah. If you have the privilege of paying them some sort of like per diem or you pay like, um, you know, some uh, people here, like if I, I don't get this, but when you're on call at the center, um, you get four hours a week, you know, so you get that four hours and then you get paid whatever for whatever time worked. Um, so yeah, like that, the incentivizing it that way. I also have started to drop the, please let me know if you need extra hours to make, you know, money for the holidays for your kids, or, um, you know, let me know if you need extra hours because we can get you some money so that you can do this, this, and this. So I try to tie it to like goals that I know they have to try to incentivize them to work more, (laughs) but you got to do what you got to do. Right. Yeah, I know it's a problem for everybody. I might have said to you before, but I'm, I'm actually kind of tired of seeing now hiring signs. Can we put up not mm-hmm. hiring signs? That that might be more effective. Maybe you can put up celebration signs like finally fully staffed. Yay. Like, please right. honk for, you know, honk for our staff. Like, and just just a parade. We and need I, just the after a I, pandemic parade. I think we've talked about this. I still have no idea why places have not gotten more innovative or clever or creative when it comes to hiring. Because like when I drive by Chili's every day on my way to Panera and it says, now hiring servers and whoever else. Well, okay, fine. Like everybody is. They're, like that sign does nothing. Um, I mean, you can have, if, if you're in line to, to serve somewhere, like you can go anywhere at this point and you'll probably get hired on the spot. On the spot, yeah. So unless, Are you referring to like sign-on bonuses, you mean? Not even, like something even more creative than sign-on uh, sign-on bonuses. Um, like, because that has become very prevalent. And I don't even know if that's getting the job done because like, I, it's like, hell yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll learn how to drive a bus if you give me like 2,000 bucks. Or like, <laughs> I, you can put me through dealer school to go work at the casino to give me whatever the bonus is. I, I'm talking about other things. And off the top of my head, I can't think of them. But somebody, like, I'll go back to my old idea that I threw at Burger King when they were doing some business with us over the summertime or the spring. Um, make your campaign like, because they were targeting um, kids who were out of school for the summer. Like mm-hmm. they were going to like let, they offered to schedule you with your friends. They would get you like an Uber or Lyft or I think black and white to get you to your job. So the parents didn't have to worry about it. I'm like, that's great. But that's not talking. That's not speaking to a kid that you're trying to attract. I, my idea was tell these kids they can come work at Burger King and work on their TikToks while they're on the clock. So this benefits both ways. 
Burger King gets some free advertising, and you get an employee. Every and and, and you get to be a t- you get to have a brand and free food and work on your TikToks with people who are coming through a drive-through or anything like that. And it gives you a different way to engage with um, customers rather than hello, may I take your order, please? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I I, I don't know if there's anything you can do to incentivize more like more applications at this point though like because it like we already work too much in the in the u.s like that's another conversation for another day but i don't know i don't know if we could get any clever any more creative than where we have been i don't i wouldn't care about burger king and tiktok if i was a teenager well you're not a teenager so that's that's maybe that's why you don't care get, get- i worked where i worked for the clothes and the shoes okay. <laughs> so give me let, let's Let's throw a place. Free burgers. Out. Throw a place out, and let's try to come up with ways that we could incentivize um, potential employees to come work there. So, okay, Panera, like maybe at Panera, like free cinnamon rolls, or like, and they're doing that though now. Like, I feel like there's pizza places that are say that are making signs where it's like free pizza while you work, like that kind of thing, trying to get people to come in because they'll get food. Um, I don't know. Okay, uh, um, like Kroger. Any, and we'll go back to Kroger in one second, but I, maybe this is a terrible idea, and I just don't know the industries that well, and I know some of this is like they don't have bank accounts or so. Like, go to homeless people and hire them because it works out. You get a body, they get money, and they get free food. I mean, if, if you were to go out to the areas where there's homeless individuals then you might want to offer them like free rides to work yeah like, if, you know what i mean like you might want to offer them like and here's an uber gift card um use you know or here's a here's our code for uber or lyft and you enter our code to be transported from your location to our jobs yep um because i think that's going to be what will like incentivize folks and just and even like we have a relationship with x y and z car ship car dealership where we're giving employees the benefit of you know or a discount for a vehicle or we're paying a monthly cost for transportation like if you think about some of those folks where you're offering them free opportunities for work free gas um you know gas cards will be provided for the first six months of your employment oh, i like it i like that's good see see we're we're, do, we're coming up with ideas that have <laughs> not Happened before, even though Burger King did like whatever it was, black and white transportation. And I think we've all thought at one point in our life, kind of ignorantly, like we want to yell at a homeless person, go get a job. And there, there, there are barriers to that. The, yeah. There are none now. None. None, 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 none. Because places are so desperate for bodies like hire these people. Their body, you can get them up on their feet. They can make better money hourly than... than <laughs> Bless you, than than anybody could have made in a long, long time. And the addition of eat all the food you want, like take food with you to go, and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Um, like feed your family, like maybe Bob Evans, like feed your family, or like I would maybe choose to work at Target if they gave me a free outfit once a month. Like I could get a pair of shoes, a pair of pants, and a top once a month. I'd ask for more, but um, <laughs> Kroger. So Kro- Kroger, what are some incentives that we could come up with? Uh, mm. Because most places now all pay is seemingly mostly equal. Educate maybe like maybe student loan reimbursement like fifty percent student loans 
covered like if you're thinking about like maybe that college student that's just going to work at the grocery store like my brother and michelle worked at kroger uh, when they were in school and so like maybe you're willing to pay you know no matter the degree like so say you're a fashion major and kroger is clearly not going to benefit from it but they need people and they need people to stay like if you work x amount of hours a week they will um you know pay your university directly something like that you see I, I don't know i i would consider something like that for sure instead right. of waiting until after you've graduated to pay the loans like teachers and people who work for nonprofits, they're paying them as you're in school so like when you are you know taking out your student loans for the year or for the quarter there's a there's like a you know a a code that you that kroger gives you that you enter in that will cover you know, half of your half of or a quarter of your um, tuition for that semester. I like it. I like it. Mm -hmm. um, another place that popped in my head is a uh, movie theater. Hmm. Does your friend still work in the movie theater? I haven't seen him in a while. I know. And I tried to reach uh -oh. out to him a couple of times. I just think he's not in a great place. Um, and uh, it's like we've been going to the movies a lot. It's been a couple mm -hmm. of Thursdays without one, and it's it's wild. I think I think one time, like they're they're kid, it's the same kid that's always worked in the movie theater, um, <laughs> for forever and ever. And that kid is still there, except now a kid that's like three years older than them is the fucking manager of the place. Um, <laughs> I don't know if they're short staffed in movie theaters, but again, it's about inst like the the pay the pay thing has worked. We've raised the wages, but it's more than that. Other than let's like, hey, I don't know, treat people nice. Um, but that's a reputation that builds over time, and it needs to happen. But uh, uh, places can incentivize people to come work there, um, as we've already talked about. But that's why I wanted to just go through this exercise. What would it be an incentive for you to work in a movie theater? Probably as you know all you can watch movies after on non-work related days for you and another person. Um, so like, you know, it, it, and maybe they le maybe they allow one big blockbuster a month. So not all of them. So say if star Wars and a Marvel movie was coming out and we know there's typically like lines of people, no, then you not, can not only anymore. see, <laughs> well, I imagine not no, any, right. No COVID, you know, okay. Right. So then you can only see one of those a month for free, but like unlimited movies, like for you and another person, as much as you and I like movies, Thomas and I like movies, like I would consider that that way. Because before COVID, we were going to the movie theater every weekend, you know, to see yeah. something, even the shittier movies. We would just because it's our thing. It was what we would go and do. Um, or like, uh, I would, if I had a little brother that was 18 years old and I knew I would get a family discount at concession, I would send his ass to that movie theater and a heartbeat. Like you go work there while you're in school so that I don't have to pay 60 bucks, 30 bucks for popcorn and, and like pop, I'm only paying 12, you know, <laughs> Free, like unlimited popcorn and big discounts yeah. on all the other, um, mm -hmm. less disposable concessions and maybe, um, like work something out where you get use of a theater once a month for like an insane discount so you can have a group gathering or, or something like that. I mean, it's all about incentivizing people to work because there's such a fight for employees now, for people now. And that's why 
places need to come up with these things. Yeah, I loved when I my first job when I was a teenager, I got it specifically for the benefit of the discount that I would get. Like I got it because it was cool to work there because I would get discount on this discounts on the stuff. All my girlfriends would get discounts. And so that was where I chose to work. That literally was the reason I worked there. I'm trying through all this with all these now hiring places it, it, very early on. I was like everybody else, like who the fuck would want to work there? And then I stopped myself. I was like, you know what? At a place like Panera, you know, maybe they really like the food there. Or at Chili's, like maybe they have just, they absolutely, they've always gone to Chili's and, you know, now it's an opportunity to work a place that they like. Somebody likes something. But then I think about like gas stations. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like no one has ever clamored to work there. Um, And I see a lot of places like maybe it's the Speedway saying like you can apply right into a management program and stuff like that. So these these places have to do have to do major things to attract these people. And it's it's the unusual. It's the unconventional. Yeah. So that's why we want to have this discussion. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. I think um, for places where you're not going to get where the benefit is not going to be great enough to get people in the door for work then maybe you do have a bit a quicker upline to like management level positions um i mean that gas like gas stations so yeah i i agree with that and not only not only that like you can go be a manager almost anywhere like what are the perks that come with that like you like no health insurance premium like that would be the only reason i guess you could get somebody to like go work at a gas station or someplace else undesirable because that's a big deal now like a lot of people keep their job for for the health insurance benefits yeah. let's say like think- some some places should offer like we're going to take care of your premium or we're going to immediately open some kind of like um stock sharing program or 401k and, and yeah. like ma- like double your contribute double match your contributions I think if I were to, you know, if I were to consider, say, like bank tellers, they were targeting, you know, young ladies, like college age, like maybe 21 years to 35 years. Like one of I I would absolutely have choose to work at a bank if I knew that I would have an opportunity for a home loan or for like home financing, you know, at a better rate and at a higher approval rate than if I weren't working at a bank. So if like, if you could guarantee me like a home loan to an, a certain amount and also financial wealth um, courses and trainings in, in-house, like, you know what I mean? Like you, and I, I, I think I always feel like that should be something that's considered like employers that are, that are offering things, like, especially if you're a bank, then you need to be off and you, they may, they very, I don't know, but somebody tell us, but they, you know, offering financial wealth op- courses for your employees, teaching them how to do their taxes, teaching them how, what to, you know what I mean? Like what can get tax write-offs that people don't think about how to save your money, how to like invest and double that investment, like those kinds of things and do it at the level that they understand and that they can work with. Like not something where you have to come to the table with $10,000 and you have to invest that something where $2,000, if you invest it this way and follow this, this, and this, you'll triple it in two years or, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. All very practical suggestions. You bring a bank. Let me go down the route of, I'm going to pay you to not shoot that person. Um, <laughs> once a month, yes. we we pick uh, the person who has been employee of the month. 
And you can either have 60 seconds blindfolded in the vault to grab what you want or 10 seconds without a blindfold to grab whatever you want. And then just, once, you're, once that 10 seconds is up, you, you, you have to be out of the vault. And whatever you grab, you keep. Same thing with the blindfold. So we did that. Um, I worked for Bank of America when I was in my early 20s. Before I moved to Toledo, I had two jobs. And one of my second jobs was I was a call center person at Bank of America. And that's not a fun job. And it's it's obnoxious. And most people are working like the hours were specific to after work. So I would come in at like five and work until 1030. And um, they tried really hard, like the environment for all of those people who were just exhausted was so upbeat and they had parties and they had food and they had like um, giveaways and they had like um, those wheels that you could spin to win a prize. It was really obnoxious to me, like it was kind of annoying as well. But I get it. I get what they were doing it like now they were ahead of the game, you know, right. <laughs> Promotions were given out like semi regularly as well. So like there was you could always visually see somebody work their way up after some time. So you don't like my vault idea? No, I do like your vault idea, like a like a cash grab or like a, you know, whatever's in the vault. And it would be actually really fun if there was different, if you couldn't see, maybe like, I guess it's your blindfolded idea or you go in the vault, grab something, you don't know what's in there. You could have like in one box, it could be $250, but in another box, you may get some Beats headphones, Ooh, but in I another like box, it. you know, but in another box, you get a gift card to Outback, like. So you don't actually know what's in what and you just get what you get. But it's it's not like, um, you know, a pizza party. It's like something high value, something yeah. that you would enjoy. I, you have to cut through because mm -hmm. like the things that you mentioned about Bank of like to me, that's just staff building. Like that's how you yeah. have to treat people. Um, so you have to cut through to get people's attention these days. So it didn't work for me. I still hated it. Sorry. <laughs> I Sorry. mean, and then there's just terrible jobs that some people are just not cut out for. Um, yeah. I can't do manual labor. I would, like, for two weeks, maybe three weeks now, um, the development across the street from me, they have been uh, putting new roof on, like, the whole thing. So you're talking, like, eight to ten or more condos. And I would just fling myself off the roof. And I would hope, <laughs> I, would, I, would aim, I would aim for some kind of pike or fence. I couldn't do it. I could, I'm just not made for it. Yeah. All yep. right, well, you're yawning, so... Um, oh, I have a long night ahead of me. What are you doing tonight? I have to go to Michigan. Detroit. What are you doing? Are you able, able to talk about it? Oh, yeah, it's it's Thomas's mom's birthday, and, mm. you know, his mom passed a year ago, and so the, his sisters are having, like, just a dinner or a gathering for her, and I know, and Thomas just so happens to be off today, so I know he would want to go and spend that time with his family, so... Although I'm tired, I'm going to pull it together and go. Good girlfriend stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, if um, you get bored, which is very likely, I suppose, just text me. <laughs> no, not with that family. I don't mm -hmm. have the. It's the opposite. I'm going to find, have to find energy from the bowels of Jesus to get to pull it together. If I get home and something has happened again with Andre, I'll give you him and you can take him with you so I don't kill <gasps> yeah. him. Andre Chronicles, I want to hear about them. Please do some, like, make a picture with Andre's 
face on it and just share i'll be sharing andre chronicles once a week like don't let him get into any like edibles or anything not that you have those but that would just be so funny he eats every i think he is eating like there's things falling from the trees i think he (laughs) he i think he's eating an acorn or something and maybe you've seen the the meme like when you try to get something out of your dog's mouth they turn into like a lion like, yeah. I I want there are times he's he's refused to get to drop it. I want to hold him by his back legs and like make it fall out. So Sunny used to like to chew when we would go on walks, she would she would grab as many sticks as possible or like mulch and chew them and Thomas would just let her and I'm like stop doing that, stop doing that. And there was one day where she brought a stick in from her walk and she was chewing on it and then in the middle of the night she's screaming bloody murder because she's pooping the stick out. And it's coming out horizontally, like ho- coming out of her butt horizontally. That was the worst night. And I, end- I did end up taking her to the vet the next day. She was she was still considered a puppy at that time. So she was still pretty young. But yeah, she she gets into a ton of stuff. But I want to see some Andre Chronicles. You should do TikToks, the Andre Chronicles, because I feel like that would pe- that would go like people would pick up on that. I'd, I'd share it. Andre Chronicles it just it would take up a lot of energy because we know it takes us old people oh. two hours to make just one little 30 second TikTok that's and, and even semi funny <laughs> but you know do it anyway last thing I saw a fun tweet a couple weeks ago I just pulled it up we talked about sunny and bedroom stuff uh, product idea alarm clock that sounds like my dog throwing up at the end of the bed <laughs> see I wake up for stuff like that all the time Thomas sleeps like a rock. Like, God forbid the dogs go into an emergency while Thomas is around. They're not going to make it. They're not going to make it at all. Yeah. Um, All right. Have fun up there. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye-bye. And now, after all that, Ashley Lehman, because Momentum is back for the fifth year, it's a really great event. It's happening right now. We've got some great weather to enjoy. Yet another event downtown. Here I am. See, how difficult was that? <laughs> it was. It was really difficult. You know that I'm 95 years old. Are you? You look great for your age. Thank you so much. I thought you were more like 33? 35. I was going to go 35, but that seems to be, that could be uh, <laughs> insensitive. Nobody ever wants to be 35. I'm having a good time. It's the happiest I've ever been. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm recording, so if you want to start cursing now, you can. Oh, perfect. But, uh, but our, our discussion <laughs> has begun. So what's got you so happy? Is it like is it the afterglow, the wake of the Solheim stuff, which you were so great at? It is. I'm coming back to life, finally. <laughs> it's been so much work, but very rewarding work. But now I'm on to the next. So, can, which is momentum this weekend. So. Can we can we get to momentum in a second? I have I have like yeah. just real general Solheim stuff qu- uh, questions. Yeah. What was it everything that you and the people connected to it like uh Meg Ressner uh, was it everything that everybody had hoped for and, and maybe even beyond? It was way more than we ever expected it would be. Um just truly incredible. Um just all the partnerships that we developed together from different organizations in the city. Um, just seeing, you know, international people contacting us, wishing they were here and complimenting us on, you know, a job well done and they want to come to Toledo. So, you know, 
when I first moved to Toledo, I didn't think in a million years I'd have somebody, <laughs> you know, from Europe getting a hold of me saying they want to come visit. So there was a, there was a big chorus of why are we doing this? Like why, why are we rebuilding one street downtown for one golf tournament for four days or whatever? That, that, that sounds so dumb. And I, I tolerated that stuff and I figured that a lot of those people were still the, there's nothing to do in Toledo people who are, you're never going to change. But I figured the other half of those people would be like, holy shit, this is bigger than I ever could have imagined. Yeah, truly. I mean, the feedback has been incredible. Um, just, you know, the reputation that we got from this, the people that want to come to Toledo now. Um, I mean, I had friends all over the country that were like, you know, I'm in New Jersey, I'm in Texas and I see my hometown you know, looking really classy. You guys pulled this off. It looks incredible. And everyone's like just proud of everything that our city did. So Yeah. Yeah. And and the impact of it will last a long time because whether you stay with Destination Toledo or wherever you are, you might be getting calls from Europe in four years or eight years and asking about, you know, what's to do here. And, and a lot of it will be because we were so successful at the Solheim. Honestly, and I think it's going to, you're going to see a lot of events coming here now because of this, because we were on a stage that normally we wouldn't have been on, so. Yeah, I saw the the mayor mentioned something like the middle of last week, and, and maybe it got caught or got thrown away or was a throwaway quote, or people missed it because of the upcoming election, which most people didn't care about anyway, but he said something like we did so well and there's something else coming that they're going to announce soon. Do you remember that quote or know anything about that? I do, and there could be something in the hopper. Mm, can I, I can't say anything. Can, any kind of hint? What? What's anything? <laughs> no. Okay. All right. Um. So personally or professionally, I can tell what your favorite part of it was. Personally, what was your favorite part? Personally, um, honestly, you know, I'm a relationship kind of person, so I, I love meeting people from all across the country. Um, it was just so incredible to, you know, to be able to do what I love doing, you know, showcasing my favorite hidden gems in the city and, you know, just seeing everyone happy and light up about the things that I love. It just like made me so happy. So, yeah, it was a, it was a special, special week with all the things that were happening here. And, um, we're back downtown again because momentum has, has begun today. Yes. Today's the day. Um, I know it was mostly virtual last year and I think this no pun intended, really picked up some momentum um, hey. as, as this was, the, that's the right way to describe it. Um, <laughs> it's the fifth year of it. And I was still living downtown when it first got started and people might not remember the name, but I'll just say, this is the thing that we had just this summer ended and there were some really kooky looking art structures downtown. This is that. <laughs> yep, that's it. Um, it's the fifth year, so and I know there's a, there's a lot of cool things going on, so let's talk about some of them, so fire away. Yeah, so it's a three-day festival, and it really celebrates our vibrant community through arts and culture. So this year, it's going to be down at Promenade Park and Festival Park. Um, so if you don't know where that's at, that's over by Imagination Station, that really cool green space. Mm-hmm. And we're also activating the Key Bank Discovery Theater as well, which is inside Imagination Station. Awesome. What's going to happen in there? So much. Okay, there's so many screenings <laughs> of things. Um, so there's going to be, um, let's see, Thursday night, they have um, the screening of Sons of Toledo. Oh, um, uh, it, tell me what that is again, because it sounds familiar. 
Um, I don't have all the details right now. Of course, you asked me the one thing I don't have. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> well, I'm going to Google it real fast. Tell me what else is happening at the Key Bank Theater because I've not been in that yet and I'm really excited to go. <laughs> okay. We also have um, Friday night starting at 6 p.m. There's Out of the Dark. That's presented by Toledo Museum of Art and it's curated by the Toledo Black Artist Coalition. Okay. And then um, Saturday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. there's movie screenings as well. So the full schedule will be on the website at theartscommission.org. Okay. It has all the information of the, the show times and everything. Sons of Toledo is not what I expected, but I'm really looking forward to my first trip to uh, the Key Bank Theater. Have you been in there yet and seen anything? I have. It's phenomenal. Yeah. It's truly phenomenal. Uh, it's not like going to see something at uh, Theater 8 at Levis Commons or Fallen Timbers <laughs> no. of the Mall. Definitely not. Um, I have a friend, Camille. I think it's her last name is Isaac or Isaac. She's one of the muralists, and there's some live muraling this year. Yeah. So every day, um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, there's going to be live pop-up mural paintings. Um, and then on Saturday, they're actually going to do like people's choice voting for the murals. So that'll be pretty fun. Yeah. Um, any quirky structures that will be there again this year? Um, I, we do have uh, the Supernova Regeneration. Okay. Um, so those are going to be um, a bunch of animations that will be on the big screen. Okay. There's going to be a, a bunch of interactive public art projects throughout the footprint as well. Um, and especially Saturday. So there's going to be live glass blowing demonstrations. Um, there's going to be a bunch of art down with um, the Zot Arts. I don't know if you've heard of that. Um, it's presented by the Ability Center. So basically they made um, adaptive tools so that children with disabilities can create huge, amazing art pieces. Excellent. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of the Ability Center. I saw that they're actually, they're also doing something out of the Metro Parks this weekend. So I'm glad that they're, whoever is doing their marketing or community outreach is on fire lately. I'm a big yeah. fan of that place. Um, yeah. Just from what you're talking about and some of the other things that I've seen, the, the article in the Blade today, this seems like this will be the biggest momentum festival yet. There, there literally seems like there's a lot more going on than, than there's been in the past. Yeah. And I really like what everyone's done with the, the days. So like Thursday, we've kind of themed it for the art lover. Okay. Um, so like tonight, there's going to be poetry readings. Like I said, the mural paintings. Um, there's another really special project called the Holding Project. Um, basically, it's living artwork that includes community voices focused on feelings about safety. Um, so artists will ask people in the audience to participate by writing, drawing, and doodling responses to questions about perceptions of safety. Okay. So they'll be um, incorporated into large-scale book structures, and those are going to be exhibited at um, the Toledo Museum of Art Library, um, UT's Carlson Library and the main library in the spring of 2022. Excellent. So, so everyone can be a part of something that'll actually be exhibited throughout the city. So that's really special. Awesome. Yeah, it's a it's a great thing to have. I hope it doesn't get overlooked. And I don't think it will um, because it's such a hub down there now and people can all, almost always expect some kind of activity downtown these, these days. Um, and I'm really excited that with all this cool stuff, it's totally free, right? Totally free. Absolutely. So like I said, it's a cool way to check out the Discovery Theater. Head down to Promenade Park on Thursday, Friday. Saturday, it's all going to be over at um, the Festival Park. 
We also have bird's eye view circus walking around. There's bands, DJs all day. It's going to be really fun. Love it. Yeah. It, it, it's, speaking as a former downtown resident, and I went to the first few of these <laughs> when I was still living down there, I was like, this is cool. There's some really, again, quirky art, sculptures, structures, and I know some of them hung out longer than than the Momentum Festival, but this truly sounds like a like a maybe a mini playland or a mini theme park of, of so much going on for art lovers and for families. And for, like you said, there's something for ev- for everybody who loves something in the arts this weekend downtown. Yeah, truly every day there's something for everyone. So, and Saturday will be a really cool time for the families too. So that'll be happening from 12 to five awesome. or 10 to five. I'm sorry. Looks like MomentumToledo.com um, is a website people can, can check out and also go to the arts commission socials website and all that stuff. Um, it's, Theartscommission.org. Okay, artscommission.org. Um, if we've wrapped up with that, what else is going on? What else is coming coming this fall or, or winter that you can that you might be able to share? Um I know I put you on the I'm spot. Kidding. I know, I'm just like <laughs> I'm so involved with momentum right now. Um we're just working really hard to um sell Toledo. We're trying to get groups in here for um some of the hotels and the new property. So we've been really busy. Um, Tell me about yet another thing I missed. And I swear to God, like if it's the universe <laughs> keeping you and I from getting together, it's totally my universe. <laughs> and we will get our stubborn brother hang going one of these days. Um, The thing with the Renaissance, with the video mural on the side of the building. It's so awesome. It's, yeah. Is that still a thing? Is that still going on? It is still a thing. So, so um, yeah, Wednesday through Saturday, I believe. Um, Can you explain what it is, please? Yeah, so it's called Mind Blown Toledo. Um, they first launched it when I worked there. That was probably like uh, probably two and a half, three years ago. Um, so basically, they come in and they project these really cool videos that are pretty, you know, essential to Toledo. Um, last year, they did like molten glass and projected that on the side of the um, Renaissance, which is pretty cool. Uh, but this year they took it to kind of show the finished product, I guess. So this is the second step in it. It's just really captivating. And when you're like driving downtown, you can see it and it's, it just, it's amazing. I know, um, some people have commented, um, in the usual place. They said the grain silos, that's going to be distracting and people are going to get in accidents and they're not, there's plenty of other things that don't distract you, (laughs) but I could, I could totally see while you're sitting in a light on summit, um, you getting honked at not because you're on your phone, but because you're looking at this very cool video thing happening on, on the front of the Renaissance building. Oh, I'm sure. But honestly, it's a beautiful thing to look at. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's what I meant. Like, it will, it will, <laughs> my friend, uh, do you know my friend Alex Thomas? Oh, uh, I don't think so. Okay. Um, she, uh, she texted me on Friday morning. She's like, is this where we were supposed to go to last night? I'm like, yeah, I apologize. She's like, you called me names because she was blown away by how incredible looking it was. <laughs> yeah, it's really awesome. So I'm sure they'll have that going this weekend too. Good, so. good, good, good. Last thing, any any yeah. new re- any any restaurants or food things that we should talk about for a second? Places you've been, places that you know are coming, new bar. Like I saw somebody post something really cool from the switchboard last night, and I was like, wow, that's the Paula Brown shop now. Very cool. Yeah, it's super cool. Um, my friend Kevin DJs there a lot. Awesome. Um, they have food trucks there all the time. It's pretty cool. Um, the Brick Bar has their uh, grand opening this Saturday. Brick Bar, Brick Bar. That is that Trevor Dieter's place? 
Yeah, downtown. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to be, refresh my memory what he's got going on there. Um, I believe he's going to have, like, pretty cool cocktails. I remember him talking about, like, smoked Manhattans and things like that. So I like it. I'm excited to go check that out. Awesome. Well, there was another thing I wanted to ask you. When I first, oh, 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 do you know, and I feel like this is your thing. You know where I think, like... <laughs> Four, no more than four weeks away from maybe a little bit less zombie crawl right oh my gosh yes do you have anything so, to do do you have anything to do with that or other than attending well i i used to um help out with well i still help out village on adams so um i'll probably be volunteering i volunteer for everything on adams street um but everyone's getting really excited about that um every year when they have the block party all those funds are raised for zombie bar crawl so so I'm excited yeah. about that this year. It's uh, I know people were disappointed we couldn't pull that thing off last year, but it is definitely one of the more. It might be the other than outside of opening day, it might be the the most looked forward to party that we have in the city. Honestly, like it really is, and yeah. it's very surprising. Like a bunch of people from Cleveland and Columbus would come up here. I was surprised by it, but it's a lot of people look forward to it. Yeah, it's gotten that big. Um, well, thanks for the time. I'm glad we connect, could connect, and I will connect with you outside of this, and we will figure out our stubborn brother hang, all right? Well, I'm not going to hang out with you unless there's pizza involved again, so. Really? <laughs> I'm uh, just kidding. Uh, I mean, pizza. But I do like pizza. Me too, me too. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for the time. I awesome. appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.